Welcome to Confession Radio. My name is David Allen, and everybody dreams about the day that they can work for themselves, right? Well, this week's guest on Confession Radio not only accomplished that, but he's also been thriving in the YouTube industry. Please welcome Kenny Joe. Hi, Kenny. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for your time. So walk us through your journey. What do you Tell our listeners who you are and what you do. Uh, in lamer terms, I play a video game and make videos on it for YouTube. <laughs> Not only do you play video games, though, my God, the, you're so talented. If, if you haven't seen him, it's called Clash of Clans. You can watch him on YouTube. What's your YouTube uh, handle so they can find you? It's actually Kenny Joe. Kenny Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't checked out his videos, you have to. So talented. He's a one-man band. We talk about this a lot. But what I really, really want to get into is where did this, where did this start? Like, how did, how did this idea come about? Uh, well, you know, we, we all start playing a video game in our off time or while we're sitting at work kind of bored doing nothing, <laughs> even though we claim to our employers that we are actively engaged. Guilty. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things you're sitting there playing a game and uh, you might actually be what others might consider good. And, you know, they were asking a lot of questions on how I was doing certain things within the game. And I just started kind of recording myself at first. That's how it all started. And let's let's go back just a little bit. So I know you did some time in the military, mm -hmm. got out of the military. You were living as a civilian for a while, worked a couple jobs and was like, I'm not doing this. I want to I want to do my own business. And that's how it was safe to say well, this was born. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the YouTube thing started while I was in the army, actually, on the weekends, in the evening times, I would just kind of record gameplay. Uh, I would start doing a little bit of commentation because I started getting more into the competitive scene within that game. Um, and then, you know, I would go to work the next day, you know, for the military, go, you know, basically repeat. So in the evening times I was doing that. And then on the weekends I would do that. Um, but then I stopped when it was time to get out of the service because it was, you know, it was that, it was that moment where you're questioning, well, there's no actual revenue here from YouTube. I cannot count on this as a reliable source to live off of. Uh, what do I do next? So that's where it kind of took a year off from YouTube. And then you decided not doing this, got back into YouTube and built your subscribers yeah. from the business. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, when I got out of the service, I tried to work at a few different jobs. I got my old job back at Domino's or whatever. And, <laughs> and that didn't really pan out. You know, it's, it's one thing when you work that job, when you're 17, 18 years old and you think it's one of the greatest things ever. But then when you travel the world, you meet uh, people from all over different everything. And then you come back to that same job and you feel like you just made a full circle basically. Um, and you're, you're right back into that mode of, well, what's next. And then after that, I moved on to, what was it? I don't know, Home Depot or something like that. And that was literally like a two week, that was a two week gig. It was just, you know, the customers were so <laughs> interesting to say the least. <laughs> it's okay. We're adults here. You could talk like adults. Yeah, yeah, they were they were incredibly rude. Uh, <laughs> Customers, treated, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's like you know, we 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 don't think about the people that we're dealing with in those stores when we go to spend money. We don't want to know their stories or where they come from. So it was really difficult for me to go from leading people in real life in the service to guiding somebody down the aisle to pick out tile. And, you know, then being incredibly frustrated with me because I could not provide them the answers that they were seeking. And after that, I, I just, you know, I just can't do this. I cannot be a, 
individual that service people one-on-one in a store uh, that ultimately doesn't provide the customer with what they really want anyways. So I figured why not, you know, take a gamble and try YouTube again. And that's, that's, I just kind of picked back up on the channel and uh, it's been a, it's been a very long journey on that because I did not have a, you know, video cinematographer background. Everything is basically self-taught or learned by a, you know, study, you know, YouTube or uh, attending university, stuff like that. So let's talk about the time it takes you to produce a video. Your videos are about what, 15 to 20, 25 minutes, depending on, you know, the topic you're doing. Mm -hmm. So from start to finish about how long do you think that, you know, just one of those for a day would take? Uh, The process normally takes about, uh, probably say about 10 to 12 hours a day. It depends. It depends on whether the topic hits me the night before or not. Uh, there's some nights where I will be <laughs> laying in bed and then a topic will just hit me. I'm like, oh, I really need to cover that. And I'll get up in the middle of the night and run to the office and write a note. Cause you know, once you, once you fall asleep, you tend to forget that one thing that you were pondering on. And, you know, lo and behold, the next morning I come in the office and I'm like, Oh, that was what I wanted to you know cover. So the, it only takes about 10, 12 hours of, you know, planning study, recording the footage, going into the editor. And, you know, it takes about maybe four or six hours, four to six hours to edit a video. Cause I don't do, um, my level of videos are more high end. I got, you know, very high resoluted, you know, <laughs> production going on here. Um, and then, you know, after that it takes, you know, it takes time to design the thumbnail that you see on YouTube. And then I have to do the search engine search engine, uh, stuff for Google, you know, so it's, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time to produce just one. It's a, and it's so astonishing and amazing to me because you're a one man band. You have nobody helping you with this. You do this by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what five, six days a week. Yeah. Yeah. I only take uh, technically one day a week off, which would so, be today. <laughs> six, and here you are with me and I appreciate exactly, that. Exactly. So 60 hours a week, um, did it start like this or did this kind of grow into when you were kind of developing this in the early stages? Well, I mean, um, the, the thing that, you know, the thing about YouTube that a lot of viewers don't really understand about it is that, uh, you got to have a schedule. You have to have a set schedule of, you know, for any channel that you might watch, you look at it and if they don't post frequently enough, you will lose interest and probably move on and not watch them ever again. But channels that you do get hooked on to, if they have a set schedule, you'll normally tune in regularly. And that's normally where it you, you, you want to try to lead into. You know, originally, I, I think I was posting maybe two to three times a week when I was in the military. And then when I got out, uh, I, you know, I started referencing other channels, similar niches to what they were doing. And most of those guys are posting seven days a week. And I was like, there's just no way I'm going to grind out seven videos, seven days a week. (laughs) There's no room for social life. There's no room for any type of, you know, regardless of whatever, you know, at the end of the day, you look at it, where's the real success there? You're just pumping out videos just to pump them out is the way I see it. So uh, it was, it was a gradual step up, you know, each, each month we would try to achieve a new goal. And, uh, you know, I got to about six videos a week and I designated one day off no matter what, it, you know, I have to take a day off or I will get burnout. Of course. Now, so, and, and I tell my podcast whisper audience this all the time, consistency is key. And this is 
this is exactly what I'm talking. If you're going to commit to something, you know, if you say I'm going to do this once a week, you have to do it once a week. The problem is, and, and myself included, you know, because I'm kind of jumping back into the game again, uh, probably for like this is the hundredth time. But the problem is, is motivation. How do you stay motivated to sit for 10 to 12 hours a day, six days a week to continuously pump out these videos for Clash of Clans? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks think it's about the game. Um, but when you look at the comments and you for me personally, I see comments on from my viewers where I have genuinely helped somebody, uh, whether it's with the game or I've had people comment and say that I just made them smile that day uh, because I do a lot of silly things within those games. It's not just sitting there playing this video game and there's no other antics going on. I mean, I have little personalities going on, all kinds of stuff going on in there. And, you know, those those are motivating factors to keep me waking up each day and doing it again. Uh, it, you know, it would be foolish to sit here and say that, you know, I, oh, I just do this for the money because that's not the case. Uh, you know, there's always got to be a larger, uh, what is it? What is the term that I'm seeking for here? There's got to be something that really motivates you and gets you back in there. And I, for me, it's helping somebody out there. You know, it might not be just helping myself, but it could be helping somebody that's having a really bad day. That's that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of I think that's I would hope that's why we kind of all do what we do. I know a lot of people, especially in podcasting, they think they can throw out a couple episodes and make a million dollars. They could be a Joe Rogan and it just doesn't happen like that. And I've <laughs> spoke to a lot of entrepreneurs prior to you. And what I'm missing is is the the in between. Oh, I had five dollars. I was ready to get evicted. And then oh, I became a millionaire because I took that five dollars and invested into something. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, I mean, there is a lot of yeah, there is a lot of risk involved. Absolutely, uh, me leaving the the jobs that I you know walked away from to do this that was a risk in itself. You know, uh, I did have a plan moving into it. I am a disabled veteran, so there is a source of income coming there. Um, so, but you know, to say that I had like five dollars in my pocket and I was on the edge and I just invested in the right place is not an accurate assessment of what I do. Uh, I'm a firm believer that hard work and dedication and maintaining a schedule will lead into success in the future. It might not happen literally overnight. Absolutely not. I mean, I've been doing this for uh, going on three years now. We started back up in 2019 after leaving that job in Home Depot. So, I mean, it's been a gradual grind for many years now. So no, it doesn't. It doesn't just happen like that. There is a lot of trials and tribulations in between. There's a lot of negativity on the internet that you have to battle through. Um, and you know, I think I spoke to my. I did a live stream. I think it was last week, and somebody asked me, in, 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 you know, a question saying, "What was the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome to you know to be successful on YouTube?" And it is being able to get beyond the negativity, because there are a lot of viewers that simply do not want to see you succeed. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just the nature of the beast. And if you can look beyond that and not, you know, not let that mess with your mental psyche, you know, you can prevail at doing anything that you want to do. It's hard because people don't like to see other people succeed. I was talking to, um, some clients last night, uh, some coaching uh, people that I, I'm helping with their podcast. And I said the same thing to them. I said, listen, you know, Reddit and, and the internet's really good for good information, but it's also very cynical at times too, because when you start posting your success, people just don't want it. They just, oh my God, they're doing better than me. And, oh, I, you know, and it's celebrating the small stuff. Like, you know, you get your first hundred downloads, you're like, that's so cool. A hundred people have listened to what I have to say. 
Mm-hmm. And other people are just like, no, that's just, that's not enough. You're never going to uh, amount to anything. So then we call it pod fading in this industry. I'm not sure what you would call it in YouTube industry, but pod fading, it, you know, it's just, people just stop doing it because of the demotivating factors, you know? So yeah. how do you overcome that though? Like when you see like a negative comment or something posted in your comments? Uh, nowadays I just overlook them. Nowadays, you know, I have my other half take a look at the comments and deal with a lot of those. Um, in the early, in, you know, in the early time of doing YouTube, I had, you know, it would put me down for a few days. Uh, there's actually a piece of paper that hangs on our refrigerator that, um, my other half put together, Fabi, she wrote out and it was basically, it's just a circle that says something along the lines of, uh, negative comments leads to negativity, leads to bad motivation, leads to bad videos. And that's the cycle that you have to try to avoid. And, you know, I'm in the center. So if I can avoid that circle, then we'll produce, you know, well-planned and executed production. So in the early years of YouTube, yeah, there was a lot of that, you know, and of course, you know, you start out with 10 views and, you know, five dislikes, you know, can you overcome those five dislikes? You know, are you sitting there questioning yourself? Oh my goodness, what did they not like? You know, or are you just going to say, okay, they didn't like certain something in there. Maybe I need to review the comments and see what I can improve on. Or is it something that I really just can't change? Um, and that's kind of how it develops from there. If you can be, you know, get beyond those first year of negativity, because there's going to be, you know, once you start, once you start getting wrapped up in the YouTube algorithm and outside viewers are able to see your content, because at first, at first, you, when you first post a video, you got your parents or your friends or your, you know, other half watching your videos. And of course they're going to leave a, you know, a like, and they're going to leave a nice comment. You're doing great, honey. But you know, as soon as the outside public starts to see your content and they compare you to the largest channel on YouTube, you know, in my niche, you know, when I was first starting out, I think the largest channel would have been possibly, I don't know, Galadon. And you, they instantly see you and then they compare you to him. He's one point whatever million subscribers, you know. So, of course, you can't stand up to that person or what you know material they're putting out. So, of course, they're going to have a lot of negative things to say. But if you can get beyond that, that's where it really and I think that's the hardest part, though. I, I mean, even for me, like, I, thankfully, if I have hadn't dealt with a lot of negativity. Um, and again, we're talking two different realms. You know, you have a visual uh, element and the the audio element, which is what I'm in. But I, I've had a couple of one star reviews on on Apple Podcasts because they didn't like a topic I was talking about, or they. But I kind of process that information and use it, as you said, as a driver to kind of like just say, okay, you know, maybe they didn't like it, so maybe it's a good opportunity to really look at yourself, but don't examine it too hard and don't take it to heart and make it like, just don't, don't let it bring you down is essentially what it is. Absolutely. I mean, we all have something that here's the, here's the thing is if that thing bothered you so much, if that one thing that was said to you bothered you so much, it's probably something that's always bothered you before somebody just kind of possibly pointed it out. Now it's really bothering you because somebody else noticed it. So it might be something that you might need to address. Maybe triggered something in you to like a trigger word, you know, like, and it happens, like I said, and that's, that's the hard thing about starting up with this stuff is that, you know, it's the investment and not only investment of money, but it's time, you know, and if you don't, your your eight hour days now just turn to sixteen hour days because you're working a full time job because you need to pay the bills still and then you want to get this off the ground. But most people, what I really really want to your success, I really want to kind of 
help people understand it's not an overnight thing. I know we discussed this, and I just want to kind of touch on that a little bit more because they just think they see your success, for instance, or like the the person you talked about, the 1.8 million you know followers, mm-hmm. and they think that that happens so quickly, but yeah. it just doesn't. It just really cool. doesn't. Well, there, you know, there, we have to we have to make sure that we take care of our basic needs no matter what. I mean, we we as we as individuals have to worry about where's the income coming from in order for us to take care of ourselves first and our families before we can actually invest in something like this. So, if we're going to be technical on how this was even possible in the first place, I contributed to my time in service uh, in the military because, and I say this because. At the age of 19, I signed a contract and I said, I no longer belong to myself. I technically am a member of the United States government and I will do basically whatever they want done. You know, and of course, there's a lot of rules and regulations and stuff there. But at the end of the day, I had some selfless service there to contribute to the future. And by giving myself up basically to do that job for X amount of years, uh, you know, I get paid now for that. So that, that, that basically fills that void once I get out that I can cover my rent and I can cover, you know, maybe eating ramen for a couple of weeks or whatever while I take a risk on a business. So, I mean, there has to be something there first before you can dive, you know, face first into a business. Like you said, you, you work 16 hours to pay the bills and uh, then you go home and you try to start working on your business and you have a choice. Uh, yeah. Do we want to do we want to go out for uh, ice cream tonight, or do I want to stay home and work? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and most people are going to go out for ice cream because they're burnt out and they need that break. They need that life, you know. And absolutely. And your workflow. I mean, you created this workflow where you work all these hours, but you also you you said it in the beginning. I mandated a day off so I can kind of reset. And, you know, spend it with your other half or do whatever it is you do on your days off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's good. So talk talk to me about equipment. Like, how did you start out with your equipment and, and how did you grow <laughs> into what you got now? <laughs> oh, me. So I recorded my first. I So, OK, most of the content that has to be recorded is gameplay footage because it's about a game. So right. I had probably a, a Gen 3 iPad that I was using and I. Uh, connected it via AirPlay to, I think it was a 2012 model HP. Uh, it was horrid. It was, it was you know, the, the computer was so, it was ancient. It was so slow. And this, and this is 2016, mind you. So, I mean, you know, when I first started my, when I recorded my very first video and, um, you know, I think <laughs> I got a free trial of a, uh, of a editing software called Camtasia. It was like a seven day trial. And I, put this, you know, clip into <laughs> the editor, no voiceover, just threw in some, you know, random music. Of course, I got copyright struck later on for it, but um, I threw in this music and I just cut, cut, cut. And I threw this footage in there. And then I think I was the most excited about doing a fade. I did a fade transition on something and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I had to tell everybody about it, but um, yeah, I started that on a, uh, four year, well, yeah, it was about five year old computer and it, an iPad. That's how I got started. Uh, to now. Look at you now. Jesus. God, <laughs> to if now. you can see his studio, Jesus. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's great. It's great though. And, and like you said, it absolutely. It's, it's years. It doesn't happen overnight. Like that's, nah. I, I keep, I keep hitting that point. And, and 
I know we talked a little bit, but like, what are the most pressing issues today you face with your your channel? Like, what what is it that you want to do that you can't do at the moment? I would love to travel. Is what I would rather be doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the one of the sad parts about being in the service is that it's the very first time that most people leave home for, you know, they leave their home um, and you get on that plane and you travel to wherever they send you. And you know, it doesn't happen to everybody, but to some of us, it just uh, creates like this itch. Like you just want to see more. What, what else is out there? What new people can I meet? Yeah. Um, because I grew up in a really small town. So uh, in, in the Southeast, mind you. So it's like very, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you describe it? <laughs> Don't uh, blink your it, eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Southeast is very interesting. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of stuff that you're raised on. But then when you get outside of that, and you start seeing more of the country or more of the world. And you're like, wow, man, there's so much out there. So many different cultures, so many different ways of life. And, it, you know, it, it interests me. So what I would rather be doing right now is traveling. But, you know, unfortunately, that's just not possible as often as I'd like it to be. Right. But eventually you'll get there because you're also obviously trying to elevate this business into something of your brand. Absolutely. So that's that's the next step right now is to um, I'm actually looking at doing another consult with a high end, you know, YouTube consult, kind of like what you were just talking about at the beginning of the podcast, uh, where they just kind of give pointers. They look at the channel and see what can be done to elevate it to the next level, because, I mean, right now we're doing. Oh, what are we at? We're at like 60 million total views. Um, I think the channel just crossed like 272 subscriber count or whatever. But at the end of the day, sub, you know, the sub count doesn't really matter. It's, it's really based on the amount of views that the video, the videos themselves get. Um, so I would like to get a little bit more outreach. You know, I don't really have a good foothold in the algorithm anymore. Uh, last year, this time we had an insane last year was crazy this year and I felt like it's kind of plateaued right now. So I want to take it to the next level is really what I'm aiming to do. That's probably because last year at this time we were all locked down too. So absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know, we had a, a nasty virus going around out there. So we were all kind of, we had nothing what? else but to watch YouTube. Yeah, I know really. What, what are you talking <laughs> about? We're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> but it's, it's so interesting though, to see other people, you know, do this. And I just, I love it. And it's just so everybody understands, Clash of Clans is a mobile game. Mm-hmm. And you play it, like you said, on your iPad or uh, iPhone or any mobile device that you have. Okay. And what Kenny does is plays the game and takes kind of snippets from the game and talks about them. And like you said, does his characters and things like that. And they can find you on YouTube just by searching Kenny Joe, right? Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. you'll see all the, the review content come up. And I would definitely, definitely check it out. And let's let's end this with what advice do you have for somebody starting out in, in the YouTube industry? Like what were your struggles in the beginning that you wish you would have known then now? Uh, I mean, th- I think the number one for a lot of people that is, are interested in doing YouTube videos, just start posting. You know, you, you, I mean, you can't expect to have a $3,000 camera sitting right in front of you, you know, immediately. Why not? You, Absolutely. <laughs> well, I we work all, 16 hours. So. <laughs> sure, sure. We all we could all dream. Yeah, we could all dream to have that, you know, camera sitting in front of us and be, you know, some monster YouTuber right off the bat. You just got to start posting and then learn from those mistakes. Um, I think that's my best advice for somebody that just wants, don't expect to be like perfect from the start because you're not going to be. I certainly wasn't. I didn't have a, <laughs> a video background. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I got excited about a, tra- a fade transition. Come on. <laughs> But you got to get excited about something, though, right? Absolutely. I mean, 
I, I, same thing as you. I'm self-taught. I went through radio. Like I, my, my career started in radio. I went into podcasting and everything I know about audio editing and, and the things that I do now is self-taught and YouTube and LinkedIn learning now. And there's so many resources out there that we didn't have back in the day. Absolutely. Um, you don't, I, I will say this, you do not need a college education to do half the stuff that we're doing these days. I, you whoa, know, and I, I, I know that's foolish to say, I know that, <laughs> I know that's really harsh for some you know, listeners to, to hear. And, and they think that we all have to spend, you know, $50,000 on this education or more to do these things. And that's not true, man. I mean, I, I went to college for, what was it? I did what, 13 months? I told you about that. I went like yep. 13 months. And the deeper I got into the program, we had yet to you know, touch anything that I had already understood and learned. Um, you know, I was asking questions and the professors were saying, whoa, like, bro, that's not until like month 22. And I'm like, okay, you know, what am I doing here? Because right. yeah. we're, we're just throwing money for nothing. I, I absolutely agree. I, I always make the joke. Same thing in hospitality. I mean, these people, they, these poor people go to school for fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year to get a degree only to start a front desk or maybe become a front desk supervisor when really, yeah. you know, their talents are in management and people management and things like that. And they just can't. And, and same scenario here. I mean, going to school for broadcasting or, you know, what you said and things, it just, all of the information is now more back in the day, maybe, you know, sure. there would have, you know, there been, yeah. but now it's not as prevalent because all the information's out there. And, Absolutely. you know, for like LinkedIn learnings, like $30 a month, you can get on YouTube, you know, how to do this. And, and it just, it's just all there for you. And it's just your willingness to learn. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, what, what quote is that? I think it's a quote from Steve Jobs. You know, which one I'm talking about? The one where he says something along the lines of, if you wake up and go to a job and you hate it, um, and can you pull that up for me? Cause that'd be I great. Am, yes. Like that, that's one that stands in my mind because it's, it's, it's a very true sentiment for what I do. Uh, if I woke up and go to a job, you know, if I wake up and go to this job and I absolutely hate it, you know, regardless of how much money you make, you might need to rethink what you're doing. There's 201. I get what you're saying though. Cause I'm trying to find it. It's just, there's a million of them in here. Like it's insane. Absolutely. I even try to narrow it down by jobs and it's like, yeah. the only one that keeps coming up is that you're, you're going to fill a large part, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Too. I remember when Re you started off. Regardless, the, the point, the point that I was trying to make is that, you know, I, I've listened to your stories uh, and you know, I, I envy, I envy, people that get up each day and go to work at these jobs that are just humiliating. Uh, they, they, they're, they're insulting in a way because they pay you next to nothing to do stuff for other people while somebody, uh, you know, I obviously don't know who <laughs> I got an idea yeah. though, is collecting a you know golf fund or whatever. And it's very frustrating, but if you're not happy with that, if you have a skill, if you have a talent that you want to, earn a living off of, you have to be willing to set aside uh, those moments where you say to yourself, I just need a break because nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody. You have to take it for yourself. It is there. It is possible. You just have to be willing to put in the work and get there. I agree. And it's, it's so disheartening to see the way businesses are ran these days. And, and it's just, even now, especially in the COVID era and, and, you know, this, uh, you know, we can't find anybody to work and, but there are people out there willing to work who need to work, but can't find jobs. I was part of that when the business that I was working for closed completely because of COVID. Sure. 
it took us like eight months to find a job and we've applied and went on interviews, applied and went on interviews and nobody, you know, they, they, and then it would completely bitch about how they just can't find anybody. And I'm, I would be remiss to say that there aren't lazy people out there. There are, there truly are, but it's, I don't think it's as many as people think it is. And honestly, I think what our current economy has created now is an awareness for people to say, I'm worth more than seven twenty-five an hour to do this Absolutely. job. I'm yep. worth more than 10 bucks an hour to do this job. And the businesses are looking at this going, why should I pay you more money? And it's just like, because we deserve it before we were okay with it. But now we've got to the point where the government is, you know, offering us this money to, to help supplement the, the living but now it's to the point that like, it should never have been we should make more on unemployment than than a livable wage through our jobs. Yeah. Even yeah. in this circumstance. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> we've had a lot of conversations on this one. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's insulting to expect somebody to go work for 725 and deal with uh, customers that are refusing to wear a mask. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And then God forbid you should ask them to do it and they spit in your face or they go yeah. crazy. Or, wow. I mean, even now I was watching the news this morning and same thing, people are fighting over this stuff, like airlines and stuff. I mean, this poor flight attendant got teeth knocked out the other day over For, a mask. Why? Because she asked him to wear a mask. But oh the, yeah. Cause the mandates no longer, blah, blah, blah. it's a whole thing. That, it's but, ridiculous. And, well, that in that in I'm going to tell you like I know I don't know what radio show we're doing here, but all I'm going to say is that all I'm going to say is, is that educate yourself. You need to educate yourself. There is a major difference between government and private business. Yes. And if private business says that we'll wear a mask, it doesn't matter what your government says Agreed. because they are a private business, and you chose to go into that private business. And if you don't like their rules, you don't have to shop there. Or ride their planes. <laughs> this conversation just ties into why more and more people want to work for themselves, you know, and and this yeah. is partly the reason, the motivation, I suppose, for most of us to get off of our asses and work those 16-hour days because we don't want to have to deal with this anymore. We want to be the boss. We want to change the way you know, corporations are being ran, you know, and, sure. and no different than Walmart going to all self checkouts because they don't want cashiers anymore, you know? So now these poor people are, are jobless and think that they don't have a skill. And the point of all this is just to just put it out there and see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I, well, you know, we also have to understand that not everybody, even though they might've gotten uh, relieved or dismissed from Walmart and they have a skill, they still have to find the resources. And that's one of the biggest issues for a lot of people out there is they just don't have those resources. And I completely understand that. Like I said, the only reason I have the resources that I started out on is because I chose to serve the government first sure. and go through a lot of trials and tribulations to get here. But there's so many cost-effective ways now that you can do this. Okay. You know, there's so many, and it may not be the quality that you're at now, but that's not to say they can't grow into that quality and later on as, as sure. they grow into it. And, and that's what I'm trying to explain to everybody. You don't need a $3,000 microphone or camera or anything like that to start out with the way the resources are now with the way hosting sites are now for podcasting and YouTube and things like that. Everything's so cost effective now that you could just, you know, a couple hundred bucks, and get yourself a laptop, get yourself a microphone, and just put your shit out there, and then you grow into it. You know, well, you definitely grow into it. 
They all have a phone. Most of us have a phone. Yes. If you, if you have a phone, you can make a podcast. If you have a Absolutely. phone, you can make a video. There, there's, yep. no, there's no excuse other than the fact that you just chose not to do it. Agreed. And, and that's the other thing. It's motivation, too. You know, I, I constantly have the same debate with my friend about motivation and, and, you know, oh, it's just, you know, she just expects to just pop on something and make a million dollars the next day and it doesn't work. Oh, I have 30 years in the industry. It doesn't matter because guess what? You're the only person that knows that. You know, yeah. so you got to convince other people that your 30 years is is worth their money and their time. Well, and, and there's one thing that I also forgot to kind of mention throughout all this is you also have to be willing to network and communicate with others mm. because you and I, you and I would have never met if it wasn't for, you know, my other half. So right. you have to be willing if it's okay, if it's, if it's YouTube you want to get into, you need to look at the niche, you know, the, the, the topic that you want to cover and you have to have a definitive topic. You know, you can't just say, I want to make videos on books. Okay, what kinds of books? <laughs> right. You know, like you have to be a little bit more centered than that and look at those channels that already cover that topic and be willing to communicate with them. You know, because I've noticed that in my niche, in Clash of Clans, you know, there's a lot of creators that uh, they won't communicate with others, you know, within the niche. They think that they are competitors, just, just the bee's knees, you know, <laughs> like they're yeah. awesome. And yeah, so you have to be willing to talk to others and be sociable and ask questions. Yeah, networking is a big part of it too. And, and being on other people's shows and at least in the podcasting realm, I'm not sure how YouTubers would do that. But I mean, I don't see why you couldn't collaborate with people. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's all the same thing. I mean, yeah. It's 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 it, it it's just one's audio and one's video and audio. So Correct. we do the same yeah. stuff. We do the same stuff. I've done. You just work stuff. a lot harder than I do. So <laughs> <laughs> I also, but yeah, but I also, I'm also very picky about my my content. I want it to look good. I want it to sound good. I wanted to provide you some form of emotional something, <laughs> whether you get really upset with me or you laugh about it. And that's that's the that's what the driver is in this though, and this is what I want people to understand. It's okay to throw stuff out there, but there's also a passion that goes behind it too. It isn't just sure. getting in front of a camera, speaking a couple of things, and throwing up a video. It made that made that would be in the beginning, but you have to learn how to grow too. And you know, have you did you take a look at your competitors as you were growing through your process? And did you say, oh, well, they're doing this, and I should be doing that, and kind of you know take what they were doing and make it your own? Absolutely. But I also took a different approach on my stuff too. Right, <laughs> we, exactly. We, yeah. we, grew, we, grew, we grew in a different, you know, the funny part about the growth of my YouTube channel is not because I copied or did exactly what my competition was doing. I actually looked in each of the channels and I said, wow, they are all covering a very competitive side of the game. Nobody is talking to the people that just play the game. You know, I'm, we're talking about the people that pull the phone out while they're sitting on the john. They turn it sideways and they play the phone, and then they put it back in their in their pocket five minutes later. Those are the people that I talk to, and that's why we gained such a large traction so fast right. because it, it, I talk about the free to play way to play the game. Right, and that's 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 the the nuts and bolts for me. That's the meat and potatoes. Is that. It's just there's a lot of research that goes into this, you know, and sure. I think that there's a misconception of how money is made through self-employment when it comes to these these platforms is that it's not just crack a mic and throw a couple episodes out and people are going to listen or pick up a, a phone and take a video and throw it up there and you're going to get a million likes. You know, it's just it just doesn't work like that. And then let's talk about like your your marketing strategy, like before, you know, when you were starting out, like how did you. <laughs> 
how did you grow your audience? You know, <laughs> the marketing strategy, the what? Yeah, <laughs> like I said, right? <laughs> like I said, I was in the army for a really long time. I wasn't college educated, so you know, marketing and stuff. That was <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, I I got my I earned my first thousand subscribers because I was communicating with a much larger YouTube channel. Um, you know, he he helped. Uh, talk about me in his videos and show some of my stuff. And, you know, that's how I earned my first thousand. Um, I ended up eventually signing a non-disclosure agreement with the video game itself and being granted access to, you know, content that was not available to the public yet to where I could make videos. And then they started sharing my videos, you know, a couple of my videos. And that's how I gained my first 10,000 subscribers, you know? So it, it was, it was, it's a matter of, willing to network and talk to larger channels or hope that they'll talk to you back. You know, I was very persistent. I gotta, I gotta admit, I was very persistent. I mean, if I email somebody and they don't respond to me the first time I give them a few days and I'm going to respond again, I'm going to email again. It's going to happen. Uh, (laughs) I don't settle for no very well. uh, Agreed. Yeah. Because, because there's always, there's always an alternative, you know, there is. Yeah. So, I mean, Researching for the brand, you know, at first I didn't really know much about branding and understanding of uh, the marketing technique. You know, I started out my my uh, YouTube channel name was Clash Attacks with Joe, which really kind of zoned me directly into the Clash of Clans niche. But it also did not grant me the ability to branch outside of that game later on. Um, right before we crossed the hundred thousand subscriber mark, I changed the name of the channel because I didn't want to be known. Well, actually, you know, I'm a cinematographer. So, I mean, you know, like I don't want to be known for just this game. I want to do other things later on, you know. And that's interesting you bring that up because I always talk about brands, you know. So in podcasting, your your brand or your podcast is just the anchor to your boat. And your boat is usually the brand. You're probably not going to make money off podcasting. I, I'll tell you that. I mean, just a show alone, you have to branch out and do other things. That's why I do the coaching and the video or the audio editing and you know things like that because my anchor is that that to my boat to my brand of, of dynamic reverb. Your videos that you're monetizing off of them, which is great. But you have other brands and you have other ideas and things you were just talking about earlier too about consulting and things like that. You know, sure. so you're you're elevating to the next level with your brand. Absolutely. I do. Um, I do work for, well, I've shown you a couple of the things I do for other clients as well. I mean, they get integrated into the actual Clash sure. of Clans videos, but, um, you know, we got a couple that are ongoing right now. And then, you know, we also have a trip planned in the upcoming uh, six months. So we plan on recording for that. And I might actually start my second channel, my more travel related channel then. Um, obviously it will not be a six video a week type channel because sure, yeah. <laughs> you got to travel in order to post on it. But that's where I want to start working with my, uh, cinematography skills and not the gaming skills for that channel particularly. But the cool message I'm getting from all this though, is just never stop elevating, never stop looking for the next thing. And it's not even the next best thing. It's to grow what you currently have and how can you grow out of like, you know, with podcasting, I had, I've had multiple shows. I, you know, and I currently manage two now. And now I just signed on two other people yesterday to help them coach them through their shows. And, you know, it's just constantly growing and figuring out how can you do this and just motivate yourself to keep pushing through. The biggest question that I have for you is the, the motivation. I know we talked a little bit about it, but man, just the, just the passion behind what you do is just so astonishing to me. I think that's great 
that you could sit there for that long because I, I mean, I work eight hour shifts and I get bored there. So I can imagine what it's like when yeah. you're doing this and, and rendering and, you know, waiting and watching paint dry as you're waiting for this stuff to, to finish up. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of, um, determination. My, my, motivation these days is is basically listening to you guys and your stories i i I hear about the things that happen at these at these jobs and i you know like the the post that i saw the other day uh mcdonald's offering a iphone to work for them and i think to myself and i think to myself wow um i think i will go in there and i will work for 10 hours today and i'm going to love it because nobody is looking inside my door and telling me that i have to do this 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 and this before i go home today because (laughs) <laughs> I'm already here, bud. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Uh, you know, if I don't feel like making a video that day, I communicate that to my audience. You know, I don't just not post. I try to do my best to uh, do something to supplement that lack of a post. But if I choose to take a day off, I can do that without asking for permission. And that to me right now is the world. But I have much larger dreams than just, you know, gaming YouTube. Right. But it's a start. And, Absolutely. and it, there's nothing wrong with doing this because, again, the message here is that it's okay to to want to work for yourself. And I, I really think that this pandemic has really changed our economy. I I know that they're trying to cut off the unemployment and things, but I really think it's just really sparked a lot of people to want to do their own thing. And they're these corporations aren't going to get the help that they think they're going to by kicking people off unemployment now. No, they're not. I mean, <laughs> they're going to have to change their ways eventually. I mean, right now, if you look at the the system itself, the way it's set up, it's, they think that because folks are hurting out there that they're just going to, you know, well, I guess I'm just going to have to go work for this corporation now and, and work for menial pay. That's not how this works. Eventually, I, it, the way I look at it, here's the way I look at it. If people, okay, let's, let's, I don't know, what do you want to do? Walmart? <laughs> let's say sure. that, let's say that everybody wants Walmart gone. All you have to do is stop shopping there. Go everybody, right. everybody, just, everybody just stop. Is that, you know, obviously, is that like something that's really going to happen? Absolutely not. But because we like choices, but if you really don't want a, a corporation to survive, stop shopping there. I promise you they won't exist. Or work there for that matter. Well, too. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need employees to to run that. Th- but I'm really hoping that this will will kind of level that out. And I hope that I see more and more podcasts popping up. I see more and more creators of YouTube popping up. And I just hope that this is a sustainable business for everybody. And this is why I like to offer my services to help people and interview people like yourself to kind of go through not step by step, but at least give you some sort of real world idea of how this stuff actually works, where it's not just a, I'm going to pick it up and go type situation. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Everybody's got a talent. Uh, the way I see it, we're all unique and special in our own way. You know, that, that talent could be making you a lot of money. You just might, you know, you might not be uh, willing to take that risk. And that's a risk. You have to understand that. Do I get up and go to Walmart and work today or do I, show the world that I have a talent and I'm passionate about it. And I want to share this with people. And there's so many things behind it. I think my, I think my biggest advice for anybody that's interested in getting into any sort of creative niche, if you are trying to do this for the money for this, you know, from the start, if you say, I'm going to post this video and I expect to make $5,000 this month, you are going about this the whole wrong way. And you are going to fail miserably because that first video, (laughs) it might not even get one view other than your own. Um, and you, you, you need to have 
something that you're passionate about and viewers or listeners will hear, they will see it and they will feel that passion if you show it. That's the best advice. We're going to tie it up there. Kenny Joe, where can they find you? They can find me at my house. No, I'm <laughs> well, I mean, it, I don't think Fabio would love that too much, but no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> they can find <laughs> the, the, the listeners can find me on YouTube at Kenny Joe, or you can find me on Twitter at, at SARS train gaming, or you can find me on Facebook, Kenny Joe or Instagram clash attacks with Joe, because unfortunately that name we cannot get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> and are they able to reach out with you if they have any questions, like if they want to start or if they like just have some general like inquiries? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they want to have a, a conversation, they can always find me on my discord server. The link for that is under every single YouTube video. And that is, um, it's a very long link with a Kenny Joe on the end of it. So, <laughs> but you can find me on Discord and ask for me. Then, you know, if you listen to this podcast, and one of my moderators will link you up with me, and we can get you into a private session. Oh, moderators! I feel so lucky that you're here with me. God, I had to go through a lot to get you. By the way, your your agent wasn't easy. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the table <laughs> the table doesn't lie. <laughs> I know, right? Well, thank you so much, Kenny. I appreciate all your time today. And uh, like you said, just go, go find him on YouTube, and you can find Confession Radio and Podcast Whisper under the new Dynamic Reverb at Dynamic Reverb on all of your social medias, and visit DynamicReverb.com. So until next time, my friends. 